Welcome to Into the Sky, a podcast about the iconic Avro Vulcan XH558. I'm Martin Price and this is Season 2, where you'll hear from people close to XH558. From pilots who have flown her, to the volunteers who look after her, and the team who are in charge of securing her future. Join us as we explore the history of this magnificent aircraft and learn about how she will inspire the next generation of engineers through STEM education. Look into the past to improve the future. Hello and uh, welcome along. I'm uh, currently speaking to Laura, who's a member of our airshow team. and She has worked in aviation. She now is a senior marketing design executive. So it sounds very grand that does that, Laura. How are you today? Oh, I'm well, thank you. Busy, busy, but you know, as it goes. Excellent. That's what it keeps you, you know, they say, you know, idle hands and all that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Laura, listen, tell us a bit about yourself and your interest in aviation. Uh, so, yeah, I'm 26 years old and I live on the South Coast, um, but obviously I've been travelling throughout the country over the years with the Vulcan to the Sky team. I've been really passionate about aviation since I was a little girl. The Vulcan is obviously my favourite aircraft. I actually have a Vulcan tattoo, um, which the aviation team are quite aware of. But I do also have a soft spot for other classic aviation and classic jets and things like that, like the Sea Vixen. Absolutely devastated, obviously, when she crashed and hasn't been on the airshow circuit. But yeah, that's kind of a little summary about me and, and what I like about aviation. So how did you manage to get involved with the Vulcan? Um, so my granddad was in the Air Force for a really long time. He was actually out in Singapore working on the tail end of the de Havilland Mosquito. And then he went on to work on the comets and things like that. And from that, my dad and my uncle have always been really passionate about aviation. So we've been going to air shows and things like that, car shows, uh, anything to do with engineering we've been going to from a really 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 young age and it just kind of rubbed off on me a little bit more so than all of my siblings although that's perhaps not a fair statement because my brother is in the navy so yeah that's that's rubbed off and we attached ourselves to the Vulcan to the sky team (laughs) at one of the very first Dunswolds uh because we were local to that show we'd been going for a while I mean the personalities within the air show team gel quite well with us and um, that's how I kind of got sucked in and I just kind of told them that's what I was doing now and they seemed happy to have me and I've never left. (laughs) All right I like that you didn't ask you told them that this is why. (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the first time you saw XH558 yeah uh, what did you think? There is just absolutely nothing that compares to 558 ever and there never will be I don't think again it's just she's beautiful in the sky she's sizable in comparison to everything else obviously like you've got the Lancaster and things like that which are beautiful in themselves but when you have a jet that has that kind of power that structure that that presence at an air show it's just amazing and I genuinely I I can't even describe the feeling but it's a very typical Vulcan effect. We saw it at lots of air shows when we were volunteering throughout the years. I was definitely one of those people that felt it. I never stopped feeling it. Every time she came, you just stopped everything you were doing to watch her. You couldn't do anything else at all. Totally agree with you on that one, yes. Um, and so what age did you actually start volunteering with the air show team and, and what tasks do you actually get involved in? 
So in an official capacity, um, not as a child who just told them that that's what I did. I think I was about 14 when my dad took me along to Yeovilton Air Show and we helped out for one of the first times. Um, we were actually parked next to the F-16 from Belgium and the Red Devils display team. And we set everything up. We used to sell all the stock and items and things like that, answer questions from people that were interested in the project. And then when the final year came around, I shadowed Richard Clark uh, on the media side of things at React. So I kind of done a bit of everything throughout the years. I do work in marketing myself and graphic design now. I used to be a little bit more into um, the marketing side of things. I helped organize Dunsfold for two years as part of their team. Just kind of bits and bobs of everything that I can help out with. I mean, as a volunteer, one of the most important things that you can give to any project is is your time because your expertise are going to cost a lot more um, than potentially anything else. Sound like a very handy lady to have on the team by this. <laughs> I try my hardest. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier on about other members of the family being involved too. Just remind us, who were the other members of the family involved in the uh, in the Vulcan team? So um, my dad's volunteered throughout the years. My younger sister, Rebecca, has done quite a lot, although she'd obviously prefer I call her Becca, I believe. I'm not really sure how it is. She's about 18, 19 now, so I'm not cool anymore. <laughs> uh, and my younger brother, James, and my other younger brother, Daniel. We've all, we've all been involved throughout the years in some capacity. The Johnson clan would always show up and do something or other. <laughs> Sounds like a very family affair then. Oh, it is. Uh, we come as a unit. Uh, we argue, we bicker as families do, but we're, we're quite handy when we all team together and buddy up and get something done. Uh, one of the things that me and my siblings were a little bit famous for at the end of our shows were going up to the food stands and, and getting treats for all the other volunteers just by begging. Oh, you got to throw those donuts in the bin. I think we need those. Hardworking team of volunteers here. Let's, let's take them with us. Don't throw them away. Seems a shame just to let good food like that go oh, exactly. to waste, doesn't it? A sacrilege. Exactly. Yeah. Still not lost because at Riyadh last year, I still managed to get some pastries. Did you? Not anymore. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> <laughs> High five to you. <laughs> so apart from the sweets and the treats, do you have any other favourite 558 memory that you could share with us? It's really hard to pinpoint a specific memory of 558, but there's probably two that I would chat about. Obviously, from being on the volunteers' perspective or being part of the volunteer team, you do get to meet quite a few, quite a few people through what you're doing. And um, Martin Withers happens to be someone that I spoke to quite a few times throughout the years as I was growing up. I wanted to join the Air Force. Unfortunately, it wasn't something that was um, available to me because of medical conditions. But I was just kind of stood talking to him as as I did throughout the years and um, my grandfather came over and I kind of had like a little fun girl moment because it was Martin Withers and you know he he did the Black Buck Raid and oh my god my granddaughter knows him and she's on first name terms and talking to him and we were just having a chuckle in the corner whilst my granddad was basically crying <laughs> <laughs> also I, I think it was the same event actually it was Coventry Air Museum I believe or, or what was the Coventry collection at the time the Vulcan did a fly pass with the Sea Vixen and two um, vampires. And that was, for me, one of my favourite formations. I know a lot of people say when she did, the, did it with the two Lancasters, that was amazing. But for me, I just, I loved the jets and, and it was just phenomenal for me. I thought that was amazing. I think I cried a little bit. 
little bit of a tear dropping out of the corner of the eye, oh, was there? Absolutely. It was just something about it. So tell us, what do you get out of volunteering? So what I've actually got out of the out of 558 in particular is a unit of friends and family. The people that I've been involved with now for over a decade have become so much more than just people you volunteer with. They've become people that you can't live your life without. Um, I still go back every year. I still volunteer now. I'm part of the Airshow team. The reason that I do that is the people that have, that have come through from this project who've been supportive of me throughout all of my, my exams, all of the A-levels, everything that I've done as I've gone on and got my own career. They've been there. They were even at my wedding. So what I've got from from 558 is a family and it's something that I'll never lose even even as we continue on whatever happens with the project as things you know progress with with what's going on at, at Doncaster it's just those people you know they're always going to be there for you mm, I agree with you on that one so obviously you've been to many an air show with the yeah. team people's reactions when they see 558 at air shows what type of reactions did you see so everything stopped Whenever she was coming in, you knew you'd have people approaching the stand all day trying to find out what time she was coming in. But as soon as she did, the whole of the shopping area, of the retail area of any air show you were at ever would just be decimated. Everybody would run through to that crowd line. They would they would watch the aircraft and then they'd come in and they'd be like, oh, my God, that was fantastic. I've never seen anything like that. You know, um, this is really cool. And and children and, and youngsters as well that maybe weren't that interested in aviation before, they'd watch her and they'd be like, wow, this is amazing. She was so loud. She was so fast. You know, I could feel her in my tummy, in my chest and things like that, which was just, it was, it was really lovely to see. And it is it, devastating that kids nowadays won't get to experience that. But I think for people that did, it's, it's something you'll never forget. And sometimes I sit there and I, I watch videos of what it used to be like um the the react 2015 saturday performance that keb did specifically where where she took off and she uh she did that turn mm. <laughs> yeah. and that and that display and and it was just beautiful yeah did you ever find that the the whole place just came to a standstill as yeah. soon as she was airborne yeah absolutely and, and from the perspective as well of um working or oh, obviously i used to work i don't work there anymore but but when Dunsfold was still going the difference when you had that as an asset that was coming and then when she landed it, it was pretty phenomenal it's a very very big gap to fill in any airship lineup um how do you replace something like the Vulcan and what do you replace it with you almost have multiple attractions just to just to pull that crowd back in and the typhoon is fantastic but it's not the same mm. yeah absolutely and finally what would you like to see happen with 558 next so i just want to see her continuing is continuing to inspire people the way that she inspired me um i think it's fair to say that there's not that many women that are of my age that are potentially interested in aviation and it's something that grabbed me and it grabbed me so hard that i'm still involved with it nowadays and i'm involved with other aviation projects and things like that and i, I know so much about historical aviation i go to all the museums and things like that and I'd just like to see her continuing to inspire the future generations to get involved in learning about what we as a, as a, a British capacity had and the changes that we made to aviation throughout the years. So I, I don't, 
I don't mind what happens to the aircraft, obviously. I'd love to see her stay where she is. I'd love to see her continue in the capacity that she is and people going underneath her and seeing seeing all the runs and things like that. But as long as she is still inspiring people and the story is still getting told, I don't mind because she had a fantastic life, a fantastic extra little bit of bolt on. She did so much more than any other Vulcan ever did. And now she still has that capacity to inspire people, to, to teach them what we did, what we can do, maybe what the future's going to hold and things like that. So um, that's what I'd like to see happen or continue to happen because it's still happening nowadays. I mean, I went to an engine run recently and it was um, it was still that same feeling that uh, I got all those years ago when I saw her for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Laura, I want to thank you very much for your time. I know you're a busy lady. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank- Thanks for talking to us, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again shortly. Take oh, care. yes, I'll be at Riyadh. I'll be at Riyadh as always. <laughs> We're looking out for you. Take care. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Into the Sky. We do hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to keep looking out for more episodes on the way. And if you'd like to find out more about the work of the Vulcan to the Sky Trust, Or maybe if you'd like to make a donation to help safeguard the future of XH558, please visit the website vulcantothesky.org.